Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, carefully so when it hit that mark and the sides in the mean, mean time, I'm just dreaming of telling you a That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly from Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and won. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? It's Dan Garcia with another episode of the All Angels Podcast. This podcast, uh, a little different. Uh, if you, this is our last podcast where we talk to the Trash Pandas. You, you know what's, what this one is, but it's kind of like a fan Outreach, you know, we wanted to hear what you guys thought about the se- or the off season so far, kind of going into the season. So um, I put it out there on our social media, uh, Halo underscore Haven, both on Twitter, on Instagram, and, and and reached out and said, "Who wants to be on?" And you know, if you had uh, something you wanted to talk about, so uh, you know, a lot of people, on, especially people on Twitter, love to have a. Uh, opinion about this stuff but you know they just like to type it out they don't like to actually talk about it so that's something for a different day and that's kind of what got me um the idea to do something like this so we have three different fans um that i was able to touch base with and, and talk about um different things in the angels off season whether it be a player whether it be kind of be the off season in general and even like a uh uh, trade kind of proposal kind of stuff. That's uh, another one. So try to do three different topics. Uh, didn't want it to be super long as the kind of the tryout. So hopefully you really enjoy it. But before we get to those podcasts, of course, we have to talk to uh, about our sponsors that keep this thing going. And that is my bookie.ag um, less than a week. Uh, if you listen to this on Monday or, or Tuesday or Wednesday, but it's less than a week th- from the Super Bowl. Uh, Chiefs 49ers out in Miami. This is the perfect time to get into my bookie if you haven't already. And if you are a first time user, you can double up your initial deposit. All you have to do is use promo code chair when you go to mybookie.ag today. Um, you can bet on the game straight up. Who's going to win? You can bet on some prop bets, you know, coin flip. Who scores the first touchdown? Who, um, you know, what what's the, what is the first score? Under, over? I mean, there's just, there's tons of things to do. So if you don't feel confident in, in picking an outright winner, there's a bunch of other options there you can do, especially for the Super Bowl. Of course, NBA, the race to the postseason is going on, so that's always a lot of fun. And March Madness, my personal time, favorite time of the year when it comes to basketball, is the March Madness fill out a bracket. Um, but when that comes, I definitely would suggest hanging up my bookie and doubling up your initial deposit. All you got to use is the promo code chair today. You play, you win, you get paid. So like I said, this is our fan listeners uh question and answer uh, podcast today. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, here you go. 
So the next guest on the listeners call in special, if you will, uh, is Gage Bowles. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. So when I ask for uh, topics that people want to talk about, and you just put down simply Dylan Bundy. So what do you want to talk about with Dylan Bundy? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys so much. You guys do such a great job analyzing our beloved angels, and we appreciate it so much. But yeah, uh, talking Dylan Bundy, um, when the angels initially made the trade, uh, I'll admit, you know, I wasn't too happy and then I'm still not too happy because uh what we gave up was pretty was pretty sad. We gave up Isaac Matson and I I can't remember what else we gave up along with Matson. I don't remember if it was a draft pick, but Matson had just came off pitching in the Arizona Fall League, obviously something that was is desirable in the Angels farm system because we don't have too great of a farm system, especially when it comes to pitching. Offensively we're we're pretty we're pretty good when it comes to the offensive side in our farm system, but pitching wise, we haven't always been so great. That's and seemed like somebody we could really use in the future. So first off, I was pretty mad about that. Next, this kid, this kid's uh, he can't win. Uh, he can't win ball games. Uh, and that's reflected in his stats, seven and 14 this last year, four, seven, nine ERA, a career lifetime. He has an ERA over four, 38 and 45, uh, so that you know, that's where I got nervous. Is this kid? This kid can't win ball games for us. Double the amount of losses he does wins. So and and to call this our best pitching uh, pickup in the off season, I wouldn't say so. I'd say Julio Tehran is, but Dylan Bundy reminds me of when the Angels uh, got C.J. Wilson because uh, our philosophy with Bundy is we believe we can turn him into the prospect that he once was when he initially started out in the. Orioles organization, but I'm just afraid we can't do it. No, and I think a lot of what your concerns are valid, especially with uh, Isaac Matson. But I will say about this about um, the trade in general: it was Isaac Matson, it was Kyle Bradish. Those are probably your two main um, chips, I guess you would say, in that pitching uh, trade. But also, there's two guys that had literally just been drafted in the 2019 draft. So those guys are. Extremely yeah. question marks. You have no idea how that's going to turn out, whether it's a great trade or not trade. That's something time will tell. Um, Kyle Bradish had been uh, dealing with some injury, had uh, wasn't Inland Empire this year. Isaac Matson, a guy that I was really high on, and if you listen to any of the uh, previous podcasts, a guy that worked his way through the system and did really, really well. The Angels seem, though, to yeah. feel like they can find bullpen arms um, cheap and easy, and you kind of saw that with the Hansel Robles signing last year, and then you know even going yeah. back to uh, uh, Blake Parker a couple of years ago when he got brought up, had a really good year with the Angels, and then they let him go once the price they felt got too high. So I, I will say yeah. that the, the the relieving arms, it, I think it would have been different if Isaac Matson was pro- was projected to be a starter. I think you don't yeah. make that trade if he's predicted to be a starter. But the fact that he is a guy that is was going to be a, a, a bullpen arm, and I don't even know at his peak if he was going to be a eight or ninth inning kind of guy. I think he's going to be a um, you know a seventh, sixth inning guy, a guy that can come in real quick. Yeah, kind of a get, setup. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I, so losing him, I wasn't too. I wasn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but. Well, as far as the Dylan Bundy goes, I think the biggest thing, 
and and tell me if you agree with this or not. I think the biggest thing with Dylan Bundy isn't necessarily his win loss record because that can be very misleading, especially being on a very very bad Baltimore team the last couple of years. But yeah, yeah, the, the fact that yeah. he's been pitching 160 innings. Um, for the last uh, three years, something that the Angels have desperately needed in in the past, oh, yeah. you know, five years or six years or however long it is. Yeah, I, I feel like it's more of a eat innings kind of guy. And if he only wins you maybe ten games uh, a season, I think that's what you're looking for. And and I don't know. Yeah, what is your expectation as far as Bundy? As far as you know, the trade happened. Do do you expect him to get to that ten wins? Do you expect him to be, you know, a, a a serviceable starter to at least just be out there and able to yeah. get innings. Um, I think that's that's really the hope. But I mean, he's a he's a, he's a big question mark. But I think that's why we went out and got a guy like Tehran. Uh, Tehran's numbers this past season remind me of when the kind of the numbers Felix not Felix Pena yeah Felix Pena or no not Pena uh, the numbers J C Ramirez posted up in seventeen. Uh, he was about the same. He was like twelve and thirteen that year. Something you know, but I, I I just this it's just a big question mark for me uh, when it comes to Dylan Bundy. So I still kind of sit back and go, I'm not too happy, I'm not too mad about the trade, right. but I mean this is this is a guy that really I don't know if we can depend on. Well, I mean I don't, and this is why he reminds me of C.J. Wilson. Well, C.J. did have a good two we, years before he got injured. So I mean, if you get the, the yeah, first yeah. year of C.J. Wilson, I think you, you'll take that, especially. Bundy being only 27 years old this season, I mean, yeah. I think that's part of it too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I can definitely agree with that. Uh, I just think I just believe that their philosophy with him is we can return him to the prospect that he once was. Because I remember when he first started out in the Orioles organization, he was really a hot topic. I mean, he he was good. Like we we viewed him as a as a, not phenomenal, but we viewed him as pretty good, but I, I really do think that the Angels' philosophy is we can return him to the prospect he once was. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, if and if he is a C.J. Wilson, I, at least for this first year, I think the Angels would take it because if you go back yeah. and look at C.J. Oh, yeah, we definitely would. Because C.J. too, when he got brought over to the Angels, he was already over that 30 kind of, you know, for, for pitchers now, it seems like that 30 is a over-the-hill kind of deal. I mean, and we, like I said before, Bundy's only 27. CJ, when he came over, was 31 yeah. and still had an all-star year that, yeah. that first year. So, I mean, I, I think I think you're right as far as uh, you're not sure what you're going to get with Bundy. I think there's a lot of upside, but this does kind of – it kind of reminds me of what the Angels tried to do last year with Cahill and Harvey, but the only difference is the, instead, yeah. of after, instead, of, yep. uh, instead of going after these older guys that might not have it, they are trying these, these, these projects, but I think they're doing it the right way now with going yeah. to younger, making them younger. I mean, granted, it's only about like three or four years, but – it's kind of like dog years. Like that gap is, is, is pretty a pretty big gap when you're talking about baseball years. Like, what? Yeah. You know, if it wasn't Dylan Bundy, obviously, and, and you're looking for kind of a secondary kind of pitcher, was there any kind of secondary pitcher you would want at the Angels to kind of go after, whether it be free agent or whether it be through the trade market? Oh man. Well, there's not a lot available to us, and what sucks now for the Angels is we're going to have to trade some some infield talent to get what we want, whether that be. I've heard, you know, us interested in Mike Clevenger, uh, possibly even a David Price trade. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, where do we go? Because we're definitely going to have to trade. We're going to have to trade talent away right now because, I mean, that that's the kind of situation we're in 
as of right now? How do you, I mean, how do you, I don't know, your, I, your thoughts on that? I, I feel, you know, I think they are going to maybe eventually make a trade. I'm not sure at this point right now in the season, you know, less, less than a month away from spring training. I don't know if they do it now because yeah. a lot of the, the rumors that we're talking about, whether it be, like you said, Clevenger, Price, Boyd, those guys, it seems like those teams are kind of settled in as far as going into the season with those yeah. players. And then um, come trade deadline, if, if Cleveland's out of it, then, you know, you can see him and, and Lindor uh, be gone real quick. Same thing with, with the White so- uh, Red Sox. If if they're not competing, especially with the manager changeover and everything that kind of is hanging over their heads, you know, you can see the price thing happen uh, around there. And then for the Angels' point, that's even better because you will get them at a cheaper price than um, a yeah. top uh, uh, prospect. You won't give up a Marsh for a half a year or, you know, a, a trade deadline kind of deal for a Clevenger. I think at that point you'll be able to get him for maybe a um, a top 10 prospect, but I think your, your top three are probably safe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, but I think, yeah, I mean, this is where we might have to trade. I mean, this is where Simmons is going to heat up when it comes to trade deadline. Heck, even David Fletcher might even trade talks might be heating up about around then too. Yeah, I think that's more so. I mean, I don't know about Simmons. I think you hold on to Simmons, especially if you're competitive. Oh yeah, I, I love Simba. Yeah, so I think Angels will be. I'm not sure how much of a seller if if everything goes south and everything doesn't work out the way people want it to. I'm not sure how much of a seller they are unless they have one of those. Um, pitchers they sign they're just having a really good year and maybe everyone else around them isn't then maybe they sell off that piece but as far as sellers I don't see the Angels really doing a whole lot of selling because of their uh, roster kind of be on the older side besides the young town that they're going to want to hold on to uh, like a Fletcher like obviously Joe would probably be up at that time so we'll, we'll see how that goes but yeah and we've asked, and we've obviously I mean made ourselves very clear that we're going to hold on to uh, Marsh as well yeah but, I heard I mean I Speculation is, I mean, the Indians asked for uh, Marsh, and we said no. Right, and that kind of goes back to, like, if if that deal comes up, up again at the trade deadline, I think they can now get uh, Clevenger for cheaper than Marsh because of where it's going to be in the season. They might be forced to now. Yeah. It didn't work out. We know we, we can't win the division because the Twins or the White Sox are really, really good, and so now let's just try to dump salary. I think right now the Indians especially are just kind of holding on to see, okay, hey, we got a good team. We got Clevenger. We got Bieber. We got Lindor. We got these players that can mm-hmm. be really good in this division. If we can put one more run together, why not do it? And then if it comes down to, down the line that they can't, they can't do it, then, yeah, you'll start seeing the Lindor and the Clevengers go uh, fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, but, the, you know, the thing for us right now is, you know, we're, we're in a spot to contend, obviously, uh, offensively. We can hang with any lineup in the league right now, I believe. I believe, you know, we have the pieces there. Simmons, Rendon, Trout, Otani. I mean, this is – we can hang up there when it comes offensive-wise, but when it comes to pitching, this is where we can't hang with teams. Yeah, and that's, and, that's and been the hardest part. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people also forget that the Astros are still going to be a good team in our division. They still have Verlander. He's coming off a Cy Young year again, second in a row. Still have Bregman, still have Altuve, still have Correa, but I mean, minus the Astros, we can we can really compete with the other teams in the AL West heavily. No, and I I agree with that completely. I think they are able to uh, compete for one of those wild card spots, and, and then, like I said, if it comes down to the trade deadline, yeah. and they're in it, and then I don't. Then I think I think even now too, the Angels are a little more willing to. Um, 
talk about trade. Like I still don't think they get up to one of those top guys, but I still think they're able to uh, at least chat about it a little bit more, and maybe um, maybe not just one trade. Maybe they trade for a couple couple pitchers at that point, and 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 really make a push for it. But I think it's too soon yeah, right yeah. now because you're not sure how the season's going to go as far as injuries and 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 all that stuff. Because the Angels don't have a lot of depth, so if one of their main guys gets hurt, that can tank the whole year for them. So I think they're as smart oh, yeah. to hold off and, and make sure everyone's healthy, everyone's going. Uh, through the season, make a run, and if you're competitive, if you're a game or two out of that wild card spot, or even in that wild card spot at the trade deadline, then yeah, I think the Angels go for a trade, and could be a Clevenger, yeah. could be a Boyd, could be you know uh, uh, maybe a guy that's under the radar that we're not even talking about right now. Yeah, and I, I definitely, definitely agree with you. I think, I mean, I think the Angels' best shot at the playoffs this year is the wild card, uh, and I believe we have a good shot to compete at it. I mean. This this past year, towards the end of the season, I mean, we were competing pretty well up there until the very end where we kind of just fell off the cliff. But this year, I think we have the pieces in front of us to make a wild card team and make a wild card appearance. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. All right, Gage, I, I, thanks for your time. I want to give you an opportunity to put out your social media, anything that you're involved in. Go ahead and let the people know out there what you're involved in, what your social media is, and where they can follow you. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for having me. First off, um, they can follow me on Instagram at Cooking Up Sports with Gage Bowles. Um, I also have my own podcast, such as yourselves. That's also called Cooking Up Sports with Gage Bowles. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, anywhere you like to enjoy your podcast. Make sure to go give it a listen. I talk all sports, uh, and you know, I recently talked about the Astro scandal. That's a, that's another topic for another day, though. But Appreciate you so much for having me on. All right, Gage. Thank you very much. So the next guest on the viewer call in is Steven Garcia. How are you doing today, Steven? Good, you? Doing great. So when I reached out to people and, and wanted to see topics, uh, you just want to talk about the offseason and a GM, and if you were the GM, what would you do? So I'm going to flip that on you now. If you were the GM of the Angels going into this offseason, what would you do with what uh, how everything panned out? Yeah, um, so actually pretty content with what we did in the offseason. Um, I think once we kind of lost out on the Garrett, Skull, the Garrett Cole sweepstakes, um, a little bit limited in what we can do. I think that any of the pitchers we would have signed just would have been signing them just because we you know missed out on free agency on Cole. Um, everyone that was in the market I think was pretty comparable as far as to uh, Tehran and Bundy just – inning eaters there's just a bunch of them out there um keiko not like a huge keiko guy the angels would have signed him wouldn't have minded but i just think he's been a little bit of like a decline the past couple years um the only thing that i didn't really see as far as reading up on articles things like that um get brought up was possibly like picking up the option on uh cole Cousins contract and maybe when Joe Adele was ready, um, trading him for just like an arm in the system, something I know Cole Calhoun wouldn't be like the biggest return back. Um, but I think that maybe we could have, yeah, just kind of kept him, pick up the option, had him playing until Adele was ready. I, I think that you know, the cool thing is tricky because I think um, what they wanted to do what they wanted the money, I think more so than anything else as far as to use 
for it that possibly could have been Garrett Cole. Because coming into the Garrett Cole sweepstakes, I don't think anyone had it at nine years, $324 million. So I think they honestly had an opportunity to to reach what Cole wanted financially until the Yankees just kind of took it to the whole next level. But um, I, I'm okay with Cole letting Cole go just because I think you take a risk. Because if he has another slow start of the year, uh, like he did in 2017, where or 2018, sorry, where it was just really bad at the beginning half of the year, then I, I don't think you could literally give him away, let alone um, even ask for anything back. But um, were you one of those people going into the off season where it was you give Cole whatever he wants, you know, regardless of of money, or did you kind of want to see the Angels be uh, more more patient and more more cautious with their money? Yeah, um, I think I would have liked to see them, you know, be cautious kind of, you know, how they handled it, like a respectable offer. And if it's, you know, something on the table that, you know, is a decent offer to Garrett Cole, there's only so much we can do as far as like competing with the Yankees, you know, how they did with, you know, Teixeira, um, Sabathia, just kind of offers that are just so out of the water that, you know, they had no choice but to accept the offer. But I was kind of hoping, yeah, they would kind of be a little bit cautious with it, um, I think, you know, Cole's a great pitcher, but, you know, to what extent you're paying just for one starting pitcher. Wouldn't they flipped and they went to Rendon and Rendon uh, got signed or, or came to agreement about 24 hours after the Cole signing happened. What were your thoughts initially when you saw that come through, you know, Twitter or Instagram or however you found out the information? Yeah, um, I wasn't. You know, I was just kind of lukewarm about it. Someone with, you know, Rendon's skill, um, I think that you always have to kind of go after that. Um, Prior to kind of the free agency, I was hoping they would maybe go after Josh Donaldson. Um, But once the opportunity with Rendon happened, I wasn't, you know, mad or like super excited about it. I just, you know, was kind of lukewarm about it, excited next year on defense, you know, what that's going to bring to the left side of the infield. But, you know, it wasn't anything crazy about it. Yeah, that left side of the infield is going to be insane with him and Simba right there playing short and third, respectively. Is there, out of all the moves, it can be a sign, it could be a trade. Was there any one of those that um, really kind of like you wish didn't happen um, that the Angels could take back? Um, not really. I mean... I don't think there's one I, I can think of that I wish they would have taken back. Um, the catcher situation, I mean, I kind of understand it, but I wasn't anything like too worried about them as far as the catching. I think Jason Castro was just kind of just like a name brand that people could get behind, but I didn't think it was necessarily something that they had to desperately address. I think he maybe has a little bit more upside with the bat, but defensively I think he's solid. Just kind of how other catchers for the past couple years. With the moves the Angels have made this offseason, how do you feel about their chances at a wild card? Or how do you think, um, granted, I know injuries have a lot to do with it, but at at the ceiling, how do you feel the Angels will will compete this year? Um, I think they could be in the running for a wild card. I don't necessarily that like a great percentage of that happening I think they have a chance of going like a little, couple games you know above 500 maybe like this 
four to six games above 500 maybe. But, I mean, I like the way they're heading. With healthy pitching, I think it's something that we can build on for the following year. But I don't see anything too crazy as far as, like, a the playoffs for next year. Awesome, Stephen. Thank you very much for taking time out and, and chatting with us today on uh, our call-in special. Um, let the people know where they can follow you or, or where they can see uh, kind of uh, your thoughts on the Angels and, and other stuff. Yeah, um, so mostly hanging around on Instagram. Um, username is just Stephen with a V, um, underscore Garcia57. Awesome, man. Thank you very much for taking out the time and hopefully see you around the Big A sometime. So the next guest on the viewer call-in special is Kel Hill, uh, and he wants to talk about the whole Adele for Clevenger trade uh, um, rumors, if you will. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing awesome. Um, so there you go. I, I, I put it out there. Uh, Hill for – or not Hill. That's you. Adele for Clevenger. <laughs> um, you pro or anti that, and then from there go on to why? All right, so I was anti at first. I remember I had seen something about Clevenger for Adele plus some, and I was like, that seems too much. But the more I've thought about it, the more it makes sense if the Angels are all in and if they are really wanting to improve their pitching staff. I mean, Clevenger is an ace-type pitcher. He's had two to three solid seasons so far. And we don't know what Adele is going to be. I, I am a huge fan of Adele. I think he's going to be a multi-time all-star. I just I just feel like if the Angels are all in, they need to make a trade for a guy like Clevenger starting off. I mean, to have a guy like Clevenger and Otani at the top of your rotation, that's that's a big statement right there. So I just feel like that's like the, like the stepping stone to get the pitching in the right direction. <laughs> Um, you say Clevenger, uh, you know, the one thing that kind of is a red flag to me, Clevenger wise, is that the fact that he's only pitched over 126 innings once. And I think as Angel fans, we all know um, that, that that's been an issue with Angel pitchers in the past, not being able to get deep into innings and, and staying healthy the whole year. There was a really good 2018 year by Clevenger, and I'll, I'll give you that, 200 innings, uh, 13, 13 wins, 18 losses. That's kind of misleading, I, I believe, but the ERA around three. Um, right. So so when I tell you those numbers that the, the, the last three years – two of those years that were 121 and 126 innings, does that give you any kind of pause about um, his durability? Of course it does. I mean, it had, I don't see how it couldn't, but sometimes you have to take risks like that. I know health has been a huge issue for the Angels. I mean, every single pitcher seems like we have coming up in the system just can't stay healthy. It's just killing us. So, like, I totally get it why people are scared for Clevenger, but, I mean, I feel like it's just something I have to do at this point. I, mean, we, we've, I know everyone just keeps talking about wasting Trout's prime years, and it's just like with the pitching staff we have right now, I think they can make it to the playoffs, but I just don't see how they can make it to the World Series with the pitching how it is right now. I know there's time before or by the, the trade deadline to get another pitcher, but if Clevenger is available, I just I feel like you have to at least entertain the idea. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit. That was going to be my next point as far as are, would you be willing to wait 
um, as a fan and seeing how the Angels are at the trade deadline, and if so, you know, let's hypothetically put it out there, maybe a game, two games out of the wild card spot or in the wild card spot, um, are you willing to wait that long to make a move like that, or would you rather them do yeah. it right away? No, I, I mean, it's it's a tough one, I mean, because you don't know if the Indians are also going to be in it, and then if Clevenger is just totally off the table, you know, like not an option. But if the Rockies are, I mean, it sounds like they're holding on to Arenado now, which doesn't make any sense, but if they're looking to get rid of Gray, maybe at the All-Star break, that would be another guy they could bring in as well so i'm not totally opposed to like waiting it out especially to see if the angels um guys in triple a can actually like you know make their uh raise their stock up in half a season as well i mean adele could come up and kill it and then we might be able to just trade him for who knows who and like get a, a marsh up here if he is like able to show that he can make it in the in the big leagues too because i don't see how we can have marsh adele and trout I don't see Upton going anywhere. I feel like he's an immovable piece at this point. Well, with one thing with Upton, I, what I do see, and I think it's it's reasonable to to have all three in the outfield. I don't think um, Marsh, uh, Adele, and Trout is out of the question, just because after the next couple of years, you do have Albert off the books, and then that kind of slides Upton nice and easy into that um, – DH rule, DH rule, right? When Otani's yeah. out, and then too, you, and you and, and people saw this year when Kozar, when he's on that last year of the contract, it, it's a lot easier for teams to trade those one-year bad contracts when there's, like I said, one year left than um, three right. years left because that's a lot of time. Like as of right now, three years of Upton, you're right, is a, is a really big contract and probably an unmovable contract right that. now. But if you give it yeah, two so years, it years, yeah. So if you give it two years. You can either a like I said, moved up into the DH, and hopefully by then you find someone that can play first base at a regular basis, and then have uh, Upton kind of DH, um, outfield back and forth, kind of probably majority of DH, and then have that really young, um, promising. And like you said, you never know how these guys are going to go. But um, with Marsh right. Upton, or not Marsh Upton, Marsh Trout and, and Adele in the outfield. Um, is there any other two? I mean, besides Clevenger, I know you kind of want to talk about Clevenger, but you kind of mentioned it with the Rockies. Is there any other um, trade uh, possible pitches that you would be interested in seeing the Angels doing that would cost maybe less than an Adele? Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> I know I saw one article about trading for Samarja. I don't hate that. It's not a, a game changer for them, but he does bring a lot of durability and he's been pretty good with the Giants so far I think he had like one really bad year but for the most part he's been pretty decent and I don't think he's making a ton of money like I know the Angels talked about raising their payroll I think they've only raised it by a million dollars so far so I mean they can definitely I would I would imagine they could afford him um not price now after seeing the news the other day that they expect a lot of return in prospects and basically to pay his whole contract. I don't really see the angels doing that. It doesn't really make any sense. Um, I'm trying to think, have you heard any other names that have been out there? I mean, the typical ones with, with um, gray uh, from the Rockies and the right. Ray from the um, Arizona. Oh yeah. Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray. Um, but it's, to me, I would do a thing with them for, for Robbie Ray for sure. Right. And, and then to, maybe the Rockies, not so much, but, I think that, that um, with the addition of Bumgarner, I think the um, Arizona is actually going to be trying to win. So that might be another one of those guys that you're going to have to wait 
to the trade deadline right. to see if they're still in it or not. Because kind of, and this is kind of my thing with Clevenger is that if I'm the Indians and I want to make a deal for Clevenger, I'm telling these teams, the Angels or whoever's calling that, hey, I feel like we have a a divisional winning type of team right now with Lindor, with Clevenger, with uh, Bieber. Um, you're going to have mm-hmm. to kind of knock me away with an offer. But fast forward to July on the trade deadline, if they are third place behind the Sox and the Twins who have had who have right. upgraded their roster, now that might be more a little more flexible to get rid of, especially Lindor. I think Lindor might go before Clevenger ever does just because of his bigger contract. But um, trade deadline, yeah. to me, it seems like a really good time to, um, to kind of see where everyone's at at the time. And then even, too, if the Angels are in it, I think that's a very good – um, opportunity for them to to make a trade and 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 bolster that rotation, especially if there are they are in it. Um, you know, right. anything else? I mean, as far as Clevenger or any other pitcher, are, are you, how do you feel about the the rotation as it sits right now with what we have? Like I said earlier, I think it can. De- I mean, as long as they stay healthy, that has been the biggest part. I feel like for the Angels' rotation is just having guys. Be, I mean, only having Cahill reach 100 innings last year is unbelievable. Like that's crazy that they only had one guy, and he was like the second worst pitcher on the team to meet to meet that mark. Um, so as long as as, as if Teheran and Bundy can show a little upside and stay healthy. And with Otani coming back, I mean, I, I really feel like they can end with the offense. I mean, Rendon is going to make Trout and everybody just so much better. I really feel like they can definitely make a run at the wild card. I, I don't know if they'll be able to make a run at the division. It would A lot of things would have to go their way for that to happen, but it's not totally impossible. With everything going on with the Astros, who knows what they're going to be. But, yeah, I just – I'm trying to – maybe uh, – I don't know if I really want Boyd. I mean, as long as they're not giving up a ton for him, Matthew Boyd, he's another guy that they've they've talked about a lot. But I I think Robbie Ray makes a lot of sense. I see him fitting into the rotation like very well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how do you feel with the uh, the, uh, Matt Andrees addition? I feel like he could be a good long man if they need him. And I saw a couple starts from with with him in Tampa, and if Callaway, if everything we're hearing about Callaway is true. He should be able to get the best out of this rotation for sure. And, and that was kind of my thing too when people ask us or reach out to us about the rotation and not being able to make moves. I think you kind of do have to see what Mickey Callaway can do with the guys they've brought in and also the young guys they have last year. I mean, right. Griffin Canning, you know, I'm not seeing any of these guys taking like a huge step to step up and be like the dominant number one right now. But, you know, if, if Canning gets better, if Jaime gets better, if, if uh, Suarez mm-hmm. gets better, if these guys just at least take somewhat steps forward with Mickey's right. kind of knowledge and, and way he coaches, you're talking about another uh, uh, guys that can at least add another four five, six wins between like those three guys. If they're all healthy and in rotation and they're able to take a step up. Um, I think that's exactly. kind of the, the, the uh, unspoken thing going on right now is that Mickey Callaway's came in to be this great uh, pitching coach. And you kind of have to see what he can do with the pieces they have right now before you go out and, and, trade away the uh, team's number one prospect and number, I think last time I saw number three prospect overall in baseball. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very true. And, and another thing too with Joe, I love Joe, but you know, he, he is kind of one of those um, from everything you're hearing. He is one of those like quote unquote, can't miss prospects kind of guys. I mean, 
obviously angels have had guys like that in the in the past but back then i, I think like dallas mcpherson was 2002 2003 somewhere around there the the, around the, there, yeah. the the way everything is scouted now is way more accurate way more um detailed way more numbers so yeah you will have those guys that don't necessarily pan out but i think the top end guys that do rate that high are more likely to pan out than say a guy like that 10, 15 years ago. So I, I, that's one reason why I kind of worry about trading Joe so early for granted a good arm like Clevenger. I'm not sure if he's an ace type guy, but definitely a, a, a good pitcher um, like him. Right. I mean, he would be easily the best pitcher right now on the staff, just because we don't know what Otani's going to be right now. I mean, he has, I mean, he was filthy in 2018. I'm I'm super excited to watch him pitch again. Um, but Adele, like, I, from what I've seen, I, I am just about 100% sure he is going to be a star in the league. I just don't – I mean, with Adele, it's like our, our lineup is already fantastic without him. I almost feel like he's a luxury. That's why I'm kind of more willing to trade him. But it would be hard to see him go somewhere else and just take off and – be an MVP candidate, you know, like that would be really terrible to see that. <laughs> and, knowing the Angels, and knowing the Angels pass, that's exactly what would happen. So, um, exactly. You know, Brian Good. So I, I totally understand the fear of it, but, you know, sometimes you, know, you have to give up things to get where you need to get, so, or need you know, to be. You're absolutely right about that. You, to get a good player, you got to trade a good player. But, the only thing that worries me is Brian Goodwin had a great year last year. His best, the, the fact that it was his best year of his career, kind of in my head. Right. And at the age he is, there's probably going to be some kind of regression. Like I'm not saying that he's going to go and in the tank and not produce at all, but I'd be really surprised if he kind of ups what his production was last year, just because of his age and and you know how many guys have great career years, you know, close to thirty, right. and then all of a sudden have even a better year. I mean. The only people that really do that are like your MVP type of players, and I don't think um, Brian is that kind of guy. Can he be a serviceable, serviceable guy? Absolutely. So I just think, yes. I, I, you know, Joe fits so well in that right field when he's ready. And it just I would I would hate to never be able to see what could happen with that with him out there. You know what I mean? That's true. I, I definitely agree with that. It would be really hard to see that happen. <laughs> and like you said, it, it is something that the Angels. It's just that would be their luck. Ugh, that would yeah, be terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Kel, thank you very much for, for taking some time out and, and chatting with us. Again, trying to get a fan's perspective of everything going on. Um, go ahead and tell the people where they can see your, you know, reach you or, or follow you on your social media and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, so you can uh, find me on Twitter, uh, the, uh, the Halo way at way underscore Halo um, or on Instagram. I think it's just Kale Hill 89. So, if you want to just find me on in, on Instagram or Twitter, you can add me on there, and uh, that would be awesome. Awesome. And, uh, I really appreciate you guys letting me come on here. That's it's definitely uh definitely I would like to come back. So awesome. Yeah, we'll probably have to um, once the season gets gets going and, and some of these questions as far as who's going to perform what get answered. I would love to see um, some fan reaction as, as far as what they think is going forward from that. So yeah, definitely um, something we'll look out to do once the season starts and gets a good like month, two months into the season where we can get actually a good chunk of it and, and see what things are going on. But thank you again, Kale. Definitely give them a follow and uh, thanks very much. All right. Awesome. Thank
what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I want to thank uh, Gage Bolds, Stephen Garcia, and uh, Kale Hill for their taking out the time out and just chatting a little bit. I know sometimes uh, talking on, on a podcast or something like that, I know when I first started doing this with Johnny, I'm a little bit nervous, not sure what to do, so... Um, Thank you guys for taking time out. Hopefully we can do this again, uh, you know, maybe like a month or two into the season when there's actually all these what ifs we were talking about. Um, you know, you actually have a better picture about how the pitching staff is, how the offense is, how, you know, the team's winning or not. So definitely look out for that on our social media. Again, it's all uh, Halo Haven, both Halo underscore Haven, both on Instagram and on Twitter. And then, of course, at all times, you can reach us directly, either DMing us in those accounts or I guess the quickest way to do it too um, is email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com because we will be taking questions there when me and Johnny get back together and do a full regular podcast hopefully in the near future. Um, but again, thank you thank to those guys that took the time out and, and chatted for a little bit. Um, I, I said this last time and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to try to say it every single podcast, especially getting into the season. Please, please, please uh, help us spread the word. Now text a buddy, tell a buddy, a coworker, family member, whatever. And also for you guys or gals, people that are on uh, Apple Podcasts, please rate, review um, this podcast. It helps spread the word. It helps us grow and, and try to help uh, other Angel fans looking for a podcast, especially now that we're getting really close to the season. Um, it helps us get to them, and, and, and when they search baseball or angel baseball or angels or anything like that, um, the better our reviews are, the more likely Apple is to uh, suggest this. So, again, we love doing this. We do this uh, for, for for the most part, just fun for fan interaction and, and um, you know, seeing people down at either when we go down to Tempe or going to Angel Stadium or Alien Empire, uh, seeing the fans there, it's awesome. So, again, we ask you guys for our help. Rate, review, um, share with a friend, share with a coworker, share with a buddy. Uh, help us spread the word out for the 2020 Angel season. So, again, thanks, you guys, for listening. Really appreciate it. Kind of what's coming up in the future, something really cool that Johnny and I are going to do is uh, we are going to preview the AL West with different people, beat writers, maybe other podcast people um, that follow teams. It's kind of like what we do. So how that's going to work is on a Monday, uh, we will drop that team 
specific interview with that person. Um, the first one is going to be the Oakland A's. And then that Monday, that will come out. Tuesday, you will get Johnny and I's re or not Tuesday, but uh, it will either be Wednesday or Thursday. You will get like Johnny and I's reaction to that interview. And we're looking for your guys' reaction also. So, again, you will get a podcast, um, you know, on, on a Monday, probably starting the first week of February. It's more likely when it's going to happen. So that first Monday in February, you will get a podcast about a team. Um, Thursday, probably you'll get uh, our reaction from it. But we also want your guys' reaction in our emails or our DMs or, or whatever. So, again, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. And that's kind of what we're going to do. Team by team by team. At the beginning of the week, you're going to get a podcast um, from a team. Later in that week, you're going to get our reaction, and we want your guys' reaction also as well. Again, trying to continue this feedback back and forth between us and the fans leading into the 2020 season. So, again, and then we'll have interviews sprinkled out through there. Already confirmed, we are going to do an interview with Brandon Marsh, Angels' number two prospect. So, uh, again, definitely going to check that out. That's coming. Um I already talked to him or he confirmed it. We're just going to wait on the date right before he gets to Tempe. So definitely check that out. But the best way to not miss a thing is subscribe, whether you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. But thanks again. We're getting closer and closer to the season. It is crazy to know how close it is. End of February uh, or end of March is the season starts, and it, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to go quick. So really looking forward to that. Thank you for everyone listening, and we will catch you later. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch 
Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.